Welcome to your Coach On Demand. I'm Dr. Greg Ketchum. I'm a psychologist, an executive coach, and a former radio talk show host. And in this interview series, I'll be speaking with some very inspirational people who have great ideas that'll help you reach that next level of fulfillment in your work and in your life. Give a listen, and I think you'll be glad you did. I'd like to welcome my very first guest, Dr. Jenny Whitelaw, who's a Zen master and founder CEO of the Institute for Zen Leadership. She holds a doctorate in biophysics, degrees in physics and philosophy, and a fifth-degree black belt in Aikido, and was formerly a senior leader at NASA, where she led the integration of the space station program. She's the author of four books, including her latest, Resonate. Well, welcome, Jenny, and thank you for being my guest today on Coach on Demand podcast. Hello there, Dr. Greg. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, your latest book is called Resonate, Zen and the Way of Making a Difference. What is resonance? In its simplest form, to resonate is to vibrate with, to vibrate with. And resonance becomes the principle by which energy vibrates with other energy or waves come together and change form. So if you think about a simple example we can all identify with, if you're looking at a body of water and you watch two waves come together, something's going to happen. If they're roughly in the same range of each other, they're going to add up or interfere or cancel out. Something will happen. If one's going a lot faster than the other, it might just sort of pass through, you know, the big wave or the little wave might just sort of roll past each other. But that principle is always going on. We don't always see it because our senses can only detect waves in a certain range. But that principle of waves adding up or interfering or canceling out is always happening. Now, what you and I have some choice about, Dr. Greg, is how we resonate. And that is how we add up in terms of our own signal, how coherent we are in our own waves, of which there are many, and how we can generate resonance in the world around us, which is one way of thinking about leadership. That's very interesting. And I, I can't wait to dig into this a little deeper. So why is it important for our listeners to know about and understand resonance? And, and what does it mean in terms of uh, kind of going out into the world and, and utilizing this or understanding it? Well, you know, we have phrases in our language like getting in the groove or good vibrations or getting the vibe of a room or something where we try to express in sort of common language this feeling of being in sync with something, in harmony with the larger picture or with the person we're talking to where we feel like, whoa, this is a really connected conversation. And I'm adding up to your comments and you're adding up to mine and we're just reaching a greater truth together. That possibility exists in, in all of our interactions with people, with life. You know, we've, we've had the experience of when we're doing things in a very efficacious and graceful way. And when we're kind of clunking through like a bull in the China shop, right? And when we attune ourselves to what is going on, we can resonate with it more harmoniously, which doesn't just mean we're always, you know, feel good smiley face. It could be that we're, we're going to change something. We're going to go in and we're going to enter and change in a disruptive situation that we can inject ourselves and, and transform what's going on. But we have to be able to read the signals, read what's happening, sense that energy, and then know how to play with it. Right. So you're really talking about 
the image that comes to mind is kind of going through smooth water versus going through uh, waves and things like that, that that are coming at us in life naturally and or that we're creating because of the way that we're going about things. Am, am I reading you right on that? Well, you, you bring up a great point that sometimes we go through life and it's smooth sailing, you know, it's smooth water and, and things feel very stable and we can be very stable in how we handle things. And other times we're just in the chop, you know, it's just bumpy and we have to be different. We have to handle chop differently than we handle smooth waves, right? And, and if you want to roll with the chop and figure out how to, to work it, you, you can. I mean, there, there are people who make great use of the chop. I watch jet skiers do it all the time, you know, out in the body <laughs> of water where I live. Um, but part of the, the, I mean, this is a metaphor for a larger lesson of being able to sense the people and conditions around us. When conditions are very stable and calm, we can, ex we can you know, control things a little better. We can put in a certain effort, expect a certain response, but when they're very choppy and turbulent, we have to figure out how to either allow that or disrupt it. You know, how are we gonna play with it? That calls out for a different energy from us, which is completely available to us, but we have to know how to use it. Right, and, and so you're talking really about utilizing our ability to sense, our sensing capabilities in terms of recognizing resonance. So, so how do I tap into, or how do I create that? What do I do, Jenny? What do you do? Well, you know, just as a simple, what do you do practice, I invite you and anyone listening to us, just let out a long, slow exhale. Just really a long, slow exhale. And notice if any of your senses get a little sharper. What I notice when I do this is my listening becomes better. And I use this technique frequently when I'm doing executive coaching or, or working with a group to get a better sense of, oh, what's being said, what's not being said, what's between the words, listening in the sense with every pore of my skin. Right. And by slowing down my exhale, I'm slowing down the vibrations in my own body. So it's in a sense, creating a bigger bowl, a literally a bigger wavelength for holding a bigger conversation. Wow. So I'm becoming a calmer instrument and my listening changes. That's one example of how those simple vibrations translate to our sensitivity to the people and situations around us. Wow. Well, when I try that, when you just suggested it right there, I feel myself more rooted in the chair. It's like coming down, uh, calming down. It, am, I, am I doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's exactly right. That sense of down right. or groundedness does become a stable frequency at which we can are in ourselves head heart and literally hara which is the lower abdomen in, in Japanese but these three centers can cohere can get in coherent resonance in how they add up and that grounding the reason it feels so good is that we feel when you say calm well that's the same word we use to describe yeah. smooth waters isn't it you know, we calm down. So it means there's less chop or less interference in the system. Your book is titled uh, Zen and the Way of Making a Difference. How does Zen play into this idea of resonance? 
well, it changes our resonance. I mean, it's a phenomenal physical practice for calming down and not only calming down in that simple way that you and I just experienced, you know, slowing that exhale and that feeling of being a little more rooted to the chair or rooted to the earth. That's a powerful way that Zen training physically changes us, but there's more. It also helps us tame and see through the ego. So all those impulses and fears of the ego that can keep us sort of riled up and agitated, we start yeah. to see through them in Zen training. And that allows a deeper integration with life. That's why we say it's Zen and the way of making a difference, because it allows us to accord a larger way, a larger picture. It's a radical reframe of even who we think we are as leaders or as people as we start to sense, I'm not just a separate individual with an ego that wants this and dislikes that and is struggling for survival. Rather, I'm a connected energetic system, like a weather system that's part of a larger weather system that's interpenetrating without obstruction. That's a very different way of feeling into the energy field in which we play. Zen opens all of that up. Wow. So do I have to like become a Zen practitioner or a Zen monk to be able to use resonance? <laughs> well, no, you're using resonance right now. <clears throat> you know, that's resonance is a physical fact and it's happening right now. Right. But if you did become a Zen practitioner, I, I had a Zen teacher who, when I was in graduate school studying biophysics, he's, I went to a talk of his and he said, sit 20 minutes a day, meaning meditate 20 right. minutes it'll change your life. And I thought, I'm a scientist. I will run this experiment. <laughs> and so I did start sitting. I started meditating 20 minutes a day. And not only has it changed my life, but I have never met anyone in my now 40 years of meditation for whom that's not true. Now, do I have 20 minutes a day? You know, truthfully, the, the other 23 hours and 40 minutes are radically changed by that 20 minutes. It really does change our life. Uh, now I probably sit longer than 20 minutes a day for sure. But um, even small snippets of slowing down allow our system to relax and, and settle down in a way that the mind comes yeah. more clear. And that is invaluable, especially when we're facing the kind of choppy days and choppy waters that you and I see around us all the time, Dr. Greg. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting listening to you talk about it, uh, doing the breathing. I feel a, a little sense of excitement uh, as our talk has progressed here. And I'm guessing that that is um, kind of a reflection of being more in resonance with you. And it's also interesting you can do this over video. You don't have to be physically present with someone. Yeah, isn't that something how energy transfers? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it, it isn't remarkable? But energy does move at a distance. I mean, if you or I put up an FM antenna in the room where we are, we see yeah. it's full of FM radio waves, whereas we're not aware of those waves normally. But likewise, your energy and mine also cross the Wow. Miles. Well, we always like to give our listeners three action steps they can take and try out uh, the ideas that we discuss here. What action steps do you have for our listeners today? And I think you've given us one already about uh, the breathing. That's right, lengthen your exhale, lengthen your exhale. So if you just can, even as you hear my words, let out a long, slow exhale and get curious about what tension would have to drop for that to be longer. That would be one uh, that is really helpful because that's going to stimulate a relaxing part of the nervous system that is still highly attuned. 
highly attuned. The second action step I'd have would be to have one part of your life where you're really dedicated to developing sensitivity. You know, we were talking about this earlier and I use listening as an example, whether, you know, if you're a coach, developing your sensitivity and empathy with your clients or if a parent to your kids, uh, when you're in the garden, your sensitivity to the plants or to the ecosystem that you're gardening, when you're with your team, but something that takes you off autopilot and brings you totally right. into your senses, right? right? And then the third action step I, I'd recommend, if you resonate with this, is come to the Resonate course, which is being offered this um, this September, it's being offered on an ongoing basis, but another version starts up September 13th. But that's where we talk more about these integrative tuning and taming practices that bring your resonance to its greatest. Because again, resonance is a fact, but how we resonate is the choice of our lifestyle. And when we put practices into today that change our resonance, we keep building toward a more efficacious, fortuitous, and graceful life. Well, this is really fascinating stuff uh, right up my alley. I want to thank you so much for being my guest today, Jenny. Of course. Of course. It's my pleasure. And I'm going to go out there and just resonate like heck today. <laughs> <laughs> Send out a big signal, Dr. Greg. A big That's signal. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I've been speaking with Dr. Jenny Whitelaw, who's a Zen master and founder, CEO of the Institute for Zen Leadership. For information on Jenny's course on resonance and other great courses from the Interprofessional Catalog, go to talentplanet.com slash be here now. If you'd like to take Jenny's course or any of the others, enter the code be here now to receive $100 off any of the interprofessional course offerings. Thanks for listening, and be on the lookout for our next Coach On Demand podcast. Thank you, thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight as much as we enjoyed being here.